Hi, this is Russ Hackman, host of The Wall Street Sweeper. Coming up next, market volatility continues with new jobs data. Are we closer to the peak of interest rates? And how can you take advantage of the market upswing and protect your portfolio going forward? And now, The Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street every week right here as he and the team will do with you and your financial life. This is the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners right here. Offices around Boston, four in fact, downtown Wakefield, Hingham and in Waltham. One convenient to you to come in and talk to Russ and the team about your retirement. Russ, over 25 years now in the financial arena, the early years on Wall Street trading desks. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that Russ devotes some time in our opening segment to kind of look at the week in the markets and, and what we can expect uh, coming up. Russ, great to be with you again today. I know we've, we've got a lot of things to get into. Your book, though, we've talked about it before. You don't have a definite title on it yet. Yeah, we are working on this, uh, this book. I have, uh, you know, it turns out if you're writing a, if you're writing a book in uh, financial planning, you got to bring in people who actually know how to write books. It's not like you just sit down at your typewriter, so to speak. <laughs> so there's sort of a team that comes in and interviews and listens to the pot, you know, the podcast, the radio show, and then they sort of help you cobble together, help you to start cobbling things together. It's mm -hmm. a pretty interesting process. Interviews and, and the show then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what will happen is, uh, you know, sometime in the middle of next year, the book will get published, but one of the, uh, the, one of the working titles we have for, uh, the book and, uh, you know, our longtime listeners and clients can relate to this as one of our core themes is, uh, the working title is wall street is not your friend. Right? Oh, it's a theme here many times. And it's, uh, it's a little like the, um, you know, when they say, when you go to Vegas, right. You know, those casinos were not built on winners. No, they weren't. Right. And uh, the canyons of Wall Street and those fancy midtown towers and <laughs> and in Boston uh, and everywhere else that those weren't built on winners either. Right. Right. Well, so, what kind of winner? Who who are the winners? That's the thing. Exactly. In, in Vegas, so, it's the house. Yep. And on Wall Street is definitely the house, too. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of our philosophy is obviously uh, getting that house edge down as little as possible. Uh, and there are reasons why you get good long-term returns. Like in stocks, the key is to just be invested the right way, not have too much risk. Folks, um, you know, I've heard a lot about our philosophy and we'll continue to talk about it, obviously. You know, we do each week, of course, talk about what's going on in the markets. This week, okay, well, we've seen that um, the eyes have been on the labor market and what's going on in terms of job openings, in terms of new job creation. And by many statistics, it would seem that the labor market is cooling off a little bit. Hmm. Um, now, unemployment's still very, very low at like three and a half percent. But I think the reason why there's been some gains in the market this week is that the perception is, you know, maybe the labor market's slowing down. That's what the Fed has wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And all eyes are, when will the Fed stop raising rates or even start cutting rates? That's Please. the biggest driver of the economy. Mm -hmm. It's also, 
you know, anyone who's been shopping for a car or looking for a mortgage or a house, you know, these rates are so, so high. That's the way the Fed wants it. And the question is, when are they going to start coming down? So really the focus is on that. And the perception then is once the Fed does start lowering rates, that that generally should be supportive of stocks, you know, but always a lot of curveballs. We're continuing to see that these technology stocks, these eight, seven or eight technology stocks, um, the artificial intelligence stocks, Google, Apple's, the and all of those, uh, NVIDIA, are really dominating the market. And that's so if the S&P is up 18%, without those stocks, it's up like 5 or 6%, right? So it gives us signs that the market breadth is not very strong. There's not a lot of support for the market, even though things are up. So a lot of our conversations continue to be around, hey, we'll take it if the market's up and our portfolios have gained. We're also noticing that our bond portfolios, any bond funds we own, are not recovering, and those kinds of things need to be fixed. All of this sort of deconstructing your portfolio, looking at risk, fees, cash flow, taxes, all of that comes when you come in and see us for a complimentary second opinion a complimentary financial plan. People know we offer that periodically throughout the show. We're going to do so now to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. No cost, no obligation. Next five, 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Call in, get scheduled to meet with Russ, Claire, Jack, and the team at one of the offices, the one convenient to you, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, or Waltham. 617 617- Six seven four two thousand. Coming up, we welcome Hackman Wealth Senior Vice President and Partner Claire Hare to the show. with the Wall Street sweeper sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins and now we're joined by Senior Vice President of Hackman Wealth Partners and partner Claire Hare. Hey Claire, welcome back onto the show. Happy to be here today. Yeah, well, it's great to have you. I know, you know, you share a a lot of the case studies with us. This is uh, information that I think really is helpful to listeners because it gives them an idea of, hey, it's possible for me too. these strategies are can be available for me. And I think they put themselves into that situation. And in this case, Claire, you're going to be talking about a, a particular client who was managing their 401k themselves. Um, first off, what led him to you? Yeah, so he obviously, um, like many of our clients, had heard the radio show. So he um, had listened to one of our segments, and he started thinking about his own management techniques. And several people that have 401ks today can actually allocate their 401k funds online. So you're given access to an online account and you can go in and change the allocation between, for instance, stocks and bonds or some other um, areas that they give you as an option. Now, it's not you know, quite as in-depth as, say, for instance, managing funds through an investment advisor. We have access to many different strategies, but for 401ks, they sort of keep it simple for employees and let them choose a few different 
things that they can invest in and they might change those every six months or every year or so. Mm-hmm. But he had, he had been doing this on his own and he felt pretty comfortable with it. And he was sort of proud of his investing in his 401k at this point. And he said, gee, you know, I feel like I've done really well and look at all the money that I have and how it's grown over time as I've been in this position. And he had pretty good returns. And he said, you know, I, I really know sort of more or less what I want to do when I retire with this money. And so I've already thought about what investments I'm going to put that those funds into. And again, once people turn, you know, 60, then they typically, in most cases, have access to their 401k funds and can then decide whether they want to roll them over into a new um, IRA or keep them invested at that point. So he really wasn't in a position when I met him that he was thinking he was really going to do anything differently, but he said, you know, maybe it's a good idea to get a second opinion. And he had heard us on the radio. So he came in and had an appointment with us. And so I did show him um, how we would consider constructing a draft financial plan for him when he retired and you know, mentioned some key investments that could help him achieve his goals. And they were also suitable for his risk level. And it really, you know, when he first heard about it, he, he kind of looked a little puzzled, but then he said to me, you know, I never had considered those ideas. And so it was kind of one of those aha moments when you realize you really have made a difference to someone and that he really had thought that he was, you know, going along on his way yeah. and he was totally, you know, fine with what his, own ideas were, but he said, gee, these are some really interesting ideas. And I, you know, hadn't really thought about that. So we did book a follow-up meeting. And then when we got together again, we explored some of these new investment ideas. And he was, you know, very thankful and, and grateful that he was hearing something new. And, and he wouldn't have done that if he had just kind of gone along and continued on his own path. Yeah. So he was he, he was then willing to consider, you know, changing some of his portfolio and adapting um to our new detailed plan. So, you know, again, that's based on the fact that people do come in for second opinions, but at some point they may just think, well, I'm just going to, you know, hear what this advisor has to say, but I'm really not going to make any changes. But surprisingly, you know, we do have people say, wow, I've never heard of these, you know, new investments or trends in the market right now. It almost sounds like he came to you and scheduled with you, if for nothing else, maybe a confirmation that he was on the right track. But in doing so, he did learn of other options, which was really a plus on his part. Yes. And I think that's the the key thing that we want to get across to the listeners out there is you, you may feel that you're doing fine or you don't really need any additional help, but it always is great to have a second opinion and it's it's necessary to make sure that you know your savings that you've worked so hard for over all the years we don't want those to disappear as you approach retirement and you know there's some key things you have to consider um and make sure that you're doing so that you know you can sort of um definitely insulate yourself from some of the volatility that we see in the stock market and even the you know the movements in the bond market right now and it's you know particularly challenging time financially for most people. So make sure you're on the right path. Yeah. And I definitely. So now with the challenging times to come in and get that second opinion, or in this case, get a confirmation, but maybe, you know, coming in cautiously saying, Oh, what could I be maybe doing better? And speaking of that, not to say doing better, but when you do hit 59 and a half, I mean, is that when you should start looking at some other options? Yes, definitely. And that's kind of the the trigger point when you can say, gee, what can I do with my 401k? And again, every company is different. However, there are some similarities and most people at that point can move their funds and they can choose another IRA, a rollover IRA and not have any tax consequences from that. Or they can choose other 
options for those vehicles. And today, a lot of people have Roth money in their 401ks, and that was not typical in the past. So that's going to move into a different type of account. So again, there's differences amongst the different companies that your 401k, whoever they administer it. Um, but at the same time, it's the time when you should start really thinking seriously, like, what do I want to do with this money? Is it in the best place? Am I getting the best return on these funds? And you mentioned Roth and even with Secure Act 2.0, that has opened up even further Roth opportunities. Where are you on Roth and talking to people? And I know it's different for everyone, but should they, if their company provides a Roth 401k, look at putting some of that in there? Yeah, I mean, generally, it's probably a good idea. Like, if again, if you're... Th- but if you have the belief that taxes are going to continue to rise in the future, you're probably always better off paying taxes earlier, even if you're working, rather than having to worry about it, you know, when you retire, especially if you're a younger person and you have to, you know, you're not going to retire for another 20 or 30 years, tax rates will probably be a lot higher then. So if you already have your money into some into a Roth IRA, that's a great start. Um, and generally with our clients, a lot of our clients, we like to see them sort of in mostly after-tax assets, maybe before they pass away. And that's helpful for heirs that are inheriting assets. But again, there's several different rules that cover each individual and that you know everyone's case is different. And uh, one interesting fact is the number of people with at least $1 million in their 401k accounts, that has grown about 25% this year. And that's largely due to the impact of the stock market going up. And so total saving rates in IRAs can be as high as 26%. And that's considering there's an employer's match. So people are contributing on average about 17% and employers are matching at 9%. So it's amazing that you can actually put 26% of your salary into the IRA. So we'd like to extend an offer to the listeners that anyone that has more than $500,000 in assets can call us for a complimentary consultation. And we'd be happy to review your financial portfolio and give you some ideas on how to set up your portfolio for success. Claire just gave a great example of how valuable a second opinion opportunity could be. Schedule next five, no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Coming up, a financial success story. Here's a hint. It's finger looking good. Get a clear picture of your financial life. This is the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. You know, that's exactly the goal of Russ and Clear and Jack, helping you get that clear picture of your financial life and on that journey to retirement. Uh, we are going to learn from the successes and the failures of famous people. On yeah, and our, our, our growing team has been helping us uh, kind of spice up the show. Uh, I've got a growing production team that's helped us spice up the show with uh, some of these little tidbits. And uh, yeah, this is the finger licking good story. Uh, Dave, let's let's hear it, right? Welcome to Financial Success Stories and how they went from rags to riches. If you were asked who Harlan David Sanders was, many of you would know. However, if I said Colonel Sanders, well, that's a different story. Best known for founding Kentucky Fried Chicken and later acting as the company's brand ambassador. However, it wasn't easy for Harlan Sanders. His father died in 1895, his mother got to work in a tomato cannery, and the young Harlan was left to look after and cook for his siblings. I lived on a poor Indiana farm over here, and I done the cooking for the family, she went under her direction. In 1903, at the age of 12, he dropped out of seventh grade, stating, 
It was algebra that drove him off. He went on to live and work on a nearby farm. Sanders held a number of jobs in his early life. In 1930, the Shell Oil Company offered Sanders a service station in North Corbin, Kentucky, rent-free, in return for paying the company a percentage of sales. He began selling fried chicken from his roadside restaurant during the Great Depression. At the time, Sanders developed his secret recipe and the patent method of cooking chicken in a pressure fryer. Sanders believed that his North Corbin restaurant would remain successful indefinitely. But the age of 65, he sold it after the new Interstate 75 reduced customer traffic. Left with only his savings and $105 a month in Social Security, Sanders decided to begin to franchise his chicken concept in earnest and traveled the U.S. looking for suitable restaurants. He called on a restaurant and want to demonstrate to him and his employees my method of frying chicken and the seasoning for it. As I tell him, I thought it would be better than what he was serving. Well, sometimes that was an insult to him. They didn't <laughs> like that idea. So I've been throwing out a more good restaurant than any man in the United States just for that. Sanders recognized the potential of the restaurant franchising concept and the first KFC franchise opened in South Salt Lake, Utah in 1952. The company's rapid expansion across the United States and overseas became overwhelming for Sanders. In 1964, at the age of 73, he sold the company to a group of investors led by John Y. Brown Jr. It was a wild and wonderful life for Sanders. Here I am at 89, I'm still able to work, and uh, it's just been a grand, a grand thing for life. By the time of Sanders' death, there was an estimated 6,000 KFC outlets in 48 countries worldwide with two billion in sales annually. Harlan Sanders died on December 16th, 1980. A true American success story. You can have your own financial success story. Get on the right path to financial freedom and keep listening for more success stories. I thought he lived longer than 80. I remember the actual Colonel Sanders in commercials. Yeah. Not the clever story though. It is. Through through the depression. And yeah, I remember talking to my grandparents about, you know, having lived through the, 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 the depression, but and also, though, I, I mean, I heard sort of a, a kind of a sad thing um, recently in that I think many of the K, uh, KFCs are closing because they're being crushed by Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And, you know, not as many people want their sort of drumsticks. Everyone wants, you know, <laughs> chicken that, that, breasts, I guess. But, uh, yeah. you know, in the realm of like some um, KFC, they got great coleslaw. Mm, yeah. Good, good stuff. But uh <laughs> In any event, you know, as we as we, you know, go through these sort of success stories, to me, you know, the the takeaway lesson, and we've all heard a lot of these, like, yeah, you gotta be tenacious, but as it relates actually to retirement, so much of what we do is long term, right? And I think so much of what Wall Street talks about is very short term. Mm-hmm. So when we do meet with folks, we're talking about, hey, the next 30, 40 years even of retirement, what can that look like? How are we going to navigate the inevitable financial storms that come along? And, um, you know, even the emergence of uh, the next Chick-fil-A, I guess. But let's let's do offer, Dave, the opportunity to folks, the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement to come in for a second and No cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Coming up, a client case study from Russ. We're 
We're back with the Wall Street Sweeper, and we're back into the conversation with the president of Hackman Wealth Partners, Russ Hackman. Russ Hackman, it's all about sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street and in your financial life, too. That's what Russ and Claire, Jack, and the team do. Hey, real quick, we're going to get to uh, listener questions here. Russ, I just want to mention from the um, Colonel Sanders thing we just played. Uh, it said he dropped out of school in the seventh grade, and algebra did him in. Now, I didn't drop out in the seventh grade, but I was rocking in math up until they introduced letters and parentheses with algebra and that was seventh grade that was the equations and all it just it messed me up the rest i'm glad we've got numbers guys like you (laughs) what happened is that when you went into the radio in seventh grade (laughs) i probably should have i I went more of a business math route route through school i just i I had guidance counselors who helped me avoid it well here we go it is um and and we're actually going to look at something different we do have questions from listeners coming up on the show but let's look at this now we're going to look at some results of a TD a TD Ameritrade study, and and Russ, I guess you have to do you have to say TD Ameritrade Charles Schwab now? Well, yeah, and I think uh, I think the TD brand is disappearing. That's gone. It's all becoming so. Schwab, uh, sort of as we speak. I think. Yeah, they were probably TD Ameritrade when the study was conducted, but according to this, and I, I see this Russ as a good sign. Eighty-one percent of Americans are shifting assets in preparation for living longer than their ancestors. And we're not talking about ancestors five hundred years ago. We're talking about like your parents and grandparents living longer, and they're doing that by reducing expenses, buying secured life insurance. Uh, maximizing contributions. In other words, Russ, it sounds like they're taking longevity risk seriously. Absolutely. And you, you certainly have to, although, you know, I think, I think people in their minds know that they need to do it. I think the financial planning community is still doing a pretty lousy job of it. So what I mean by that is, you know, we have these statistics out there that, you know, anec- anecdotally, obviously, you see people out there oh, 100 years plus the um you know i don't know if they're running down the street but you know you see them on still like the today show or, or whatever yeah but the uh with no offense intended to our 100 year old uh, well listeners. actually there, there are some that are quite spry and healthy yeah so um in any event the um you know the stats are you know, if you have a couple in their, you know, 60s, 70s, even 50s, the statistics now are that it is it is projected that one member of a couple statistically will make it to uh, age 100 20 percent of the time, 50 mm-hmm. percent of the time someone will live to 95 and 90. It's like 80 percent. So it's like, OK, well, somebody's got a shot of living to over 100. Mm-hmm. And if we're sitting here in our 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, you know, that is a long time to plan for. Right. Um, and 30 uh, plus you know, years. Do, yeah. And I do think, again, the brokerage industry is pretty lousy at it. You say, like, if you're in your 60s, they're like, hey, here's your report that says, you know, you're 93 percent chance of not going broke. But then you're like, well, what? I mean, to me, the best part of retirement plan and really job number one in a retirement plan when we sit down and do them is if I'm 95 and I'm still here, where's my money coming from no matter what? Right. Right. Like not, and, and if you got that answered and look, if you if you have enough money, you don't got to worry about that. But then you have other concerns around like, hey, I don't want my taxes to explode. I don't want to leave half my money to the government, so on and so forth. So there's always a lot of wood to chop. I think we have a chance to get to another tidbit from this uh, from this study, Dave. What's the next one? 
Yeah, this one's uh, not as good where I saw it from this study or survey. 50% of her people said that, that they had to retire before they truly wanted or planned to. Yeah, and that happens a lot. So as we're working with people who are close to or at retirement, um, you know, it is we try to there's some pretty interesting work to do saying what if i retire now what if it's five years seven years and you got to realize of course it's not always up to you when you retire age discrimination is a real thing that's for sure and uh you know you got to be potentially prepared to retire sooner than anticipated and that is part of the work that we do during these sit down uh with folks so if you're not yet retired and want to know, you know, how could, how soon could I, or what if I had to retire sooner? That also comes out of these complimentary second opinions uh, and meetings that we set up for folks. A good chance to offer that, uh, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more for retirement. No cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. And we've got those listener questions coming up straight ahead, plus a case study from Russ. Hackman welcomes you back into the Wall Street sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, helping you get a clear picture of your financial life. Russ, uh, 25 years in the financial arena, early years on Wall Street trading desk. So uh, he, he lends his experience to this show in that regard as well. But with Russ, Claire, Jack and the team, it's about helping people navigate their way to and through retirement and answer your questions. In fact, we always dedicate time on this show to answer listener questions. If you think, how am I? Well, how do I send a question to Russ to answer on the air? Well, it's easy. Hackmanwealth.com is the website. Hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab, and that's where you can submit your question, like this one from Patricia. I keep hearing it's a great time to invest in bonds. Did I miss the boat, or is that still true with the market and economic climate? Do you remember uh, Bizarro Superman, Russ, from the comic books? <laughs> Uh, it, sort of. We'll it was another the, dimension. We'll the bizar- we'll no, the Bizarro Superman. Superman, everything was opposite. Oh, I see. I remember Bizarro. <laughs> they had, uh, that was a Seinfeld episode, too. They well, he had, was like, a big opposite. Superman fan, yeah. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. So um, it, there, there is talk about this. Uh, you know, our regular listeners know that I bash bonds, like long-term bonds and bond funds incessantly. It, but that doesn't mean it's not a legitimate question to say, hey, Russ, like I, I get it. But, you know, bonds have gone down a decent amount. You know, is this a good time to get into them? And, you know, the answer for me is no. I don't really ever much think that bond funds in particular have any place in client portfolios. And there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, number one is the returns never that great in the first place. So, you know, in a decent time, the bonds can make, you know, two, three, four percent, these bond funds. But in a bad year like last year, they can lose you 15 percent. And this year, most bond funds are losing people money, too. Right. And it's so like when it's and what's the reason for bonds? Usually the reason is, well, they're not stocks. They're supposed to be safer. We have two things out there, stocks and bonds. And people know I don't find that to be true. There's a lot more out there than stocks and bonds. 
And I'm much more interested even now at a portfolio that is whatever percent stocks, which I usually think is less than 50%, by the way, and something that truly can't go backwards. And I'd rather have a CD instead of bonds, right? Mm -hmm. Five and a quarter percent. If I get no bond fund now, it might yield 4%, unless it's extraordinarily risky, it might yield more. And, and there's more to say about that. But it's like, what's the point? And bonds really, I mean, it's a more intellectual conversation, but bonds are institutional investments that are suitable for pension funds, insurance companies, et cetera, that have very long duration liabilities. That is a far different thing than what what most uh, individuals have. So, no, I think, you know, enjoy your um, enjoy your five percent CDs, enjoy your five percent very short term bonds, T-bills like less than a year, five percent. Right. I think we got a question coming up. We do. Sort of a follow on to this. So why don't you jump into it? Uh, yeah, Dave? it's from Jack. He says, Russ, you say the T-bills and CDs can and should be a good part of your safe assets. But isn't the return of those going to go back to zero when the Fed cuts rates? Right. And it's a good question. But, you know, again, going back to a year like 2022, okay, and before that, if you're out there, you have a stock and bond portfolio. You have a portfolio of stocks, stock funds, and you have a portfolio of bond funds. That's 95% of what people get from big box firms, from the discount firms, from basically everybody. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm raising my hand and saying, Who's the one who decided that the only two things to invest in were stock funds and bond funds? Right. Well, I'll tell you, it's the firms themselves because it's easy <laughs> to do that at scale and at billions of dollars. It's not easy to buy, you know, tons of CDs and T-bills and things, but that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. And to Jack's question, right? Okay, Russ, will you say a portfolio maybe of stocks and CDs is better than a portfolio of stocks and bonds? Yeah, I do say that. And, you know, but people are saying, hey, Russ, like, you know, the question is two, two years ago, a year and a half ago, those, those CDs were yielding like half a percent. So is that a great long-term strategy? And, you know, I think, yeah, for the next several years, I mean, we don't know what the future is, is going to hold, but this period of time from 2009 to 2021, where interest rates were basically zero, that's a very unusual period of time. If you look since then and before that, for decades, interest rates were, have never really been zero, right? So I'm willing to bet that CDs and T-bills are still going to be yielding 2.5%, 3% a few years out from now. And if inflation's down at one at 2% and you're beating inflation by a percent with assets that have no risk, then that's interesting to me for some of your safe money. And it's frankly a lot more interesting to me than bond funds, which everybody lost 15% on last year, right? Yeah. So it looks like we got time for one more, Dave. All right, one more question here, and we're going to take it from Irene. My husband has an IRA rolled over from a prior 401k. Recently, we were made aware that he can combine it with his current 401k. What are the pros and cons we should know about this path? Yeah, I mean, the question is, as you as you move around between employers, is it good to consolidate all your assets at uh, one uh, employer plan? And I think that's a smart thing to do when you're pretty young, let's say, like sort of 
45 and younger. Uh, as you get to be older than that, you start thinking about, okay, if I, if I transition jobs, I can take my 401k and put it into an IRA. And those are basically the same thing. And a 401k and an IRA, just one is associated with an employer, one isn't. But an IRA has a lot more flexibility in terms of what I can invest in, whereas the 401k is just limited to a small list of what the employer has chosen for me. And usually the employer keeps it a very narrow list so they don't have somebody investing in the wrong thing and then somebody's going to go after them, right? Yeah. um, Appreciate all the questions. As Dave said, you can go to our website to submit more questions. And it is a good opportunity to provide uh, folks uh, the chance to call in, come in and see us for a second opinion. Uh, We've had uh, just so many great visitors uh, and clients join us this year. Uh, And it's such a pleasure every week to meet people. So let's offer that opportunity, Dave. To schedule with Russ, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Again, that number. And this is Next 5 at no cost, no obligation. This comprehensive review and a customized review about you. 617-674-2000. Coming up, a client case study from Russ. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street and back into it, the conversation with Russ Hackman, the Wall Street sweeper, consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Russ Hackman. He is president of Hackman Wealth Partners and a big part of the show, as he says, his name is on the office door, but also a big part of the show, uh, partner and senior vice president, Claire here and vice president, Jack Young. Well, Russ, on this show, you, Jack, Clear, you take some time to share uh, client case studies. Uh, these are so great. And I think the information here is good. And it's a reach to the listeners and putting themselves in that picture. Yeah, we do. You know, folks uh, call in, they come to see us uh, at one of our offices. Uh, you know, for uh, everyone who does call in, you know, we sit down, we go through a portfolio x ray, we examine fees, we examine performance, we examine asset allocation, we talk about do you have a tax plan, we talk about do you have an estate plan, do you need help getting your estate plan in place, which we can help coordinate with the right lawyers to do. There's just a lot to do and there's almost, I mean I haven't, you know, there's almost uh, no situation where we can't say, well have you thought of that, have you thought of that, that that folks come in and nobody's perfectly prepared, right? That's just the, 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 the way that it is. And I'm not saying we're perfect, but you're, <laughs> we're pretty darn thorough. But right? you're making a good case for a second yeah. opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And um, looking at uh, this particular example, it is consistent with so many situations that I see now. So these folks, couple 69 years old, recently retired had saved over two and a half million. So great number, mm-hmm. right? Did a great job. And as I say, it's your job to get into our office with as good of a number as you can and to come see us as soon as possible because the best time to do retirement planning uh, is as soon as possible because it just gives you more options, mm-hmm. right? But in their situation, they said, Russ, like, okay, we have our money here. We, it feels like it ought to be adequate. And I said, well, yeah, I, I mean, for two and a half million for most folks, unless you have a lot of really bad habits, 
you know, that that is uh, a, a pretty good number. And in their case, they said, listen, our guy is like asleep at the switch, right? Like we don't hear from him. Um, we and I hear this all the time that in some cases it's because th- they never heard a lot from their advisor. Mm-hmm. I hear fairly often like, hey, our existing advisor retired and his son is taken over or somebody else took over. And now I really don't hear from them. And then I also hear a lot of, you know, we've had we've been with our guy for a while. But when I talk to him about, you know, are we OK? What's our plan? Is it OK? He says, you're fine. You're good. You're just fine. You I, want to hear more I, than that. And that, and that, or that, or they give you that sort of standard report that I think a lot of people have seen that, you know, sometimes comes in a nice little binder. <laughs> leather. Folks show them to me from time to time. But yeah, it's not a, you know, leather's too expensive, right? <laughs> but, but, yeah, plastic. But basically, uh, it, you know, again, it's, a, it, I mean, I say tongue in cheek, it says there's a 93% chance of you're not going broke, but you kind of just look at this thing and be like, what is this, right? So, um, you, and that's a sign that you're not really dealing with a retirement planner. And so there's two types of planners, like people that help you sort of climb the mountain, accumulate assets. And then there's people who help you climb down the mountain and, and manage assets in retirement, manage for safety, manage for tax, um, for tax optimization, all the things that we talk about. And so they had a sign that, okay, we've got somebody who's not really a planner. When we sat down, we looked at, for this couple, we looked at their portfolio in about two and a half million, 1.75 million in stocks, 500,000 in bonds, couple hundred thousand in cash. Mm-hmm. Okay. And our regular listeners know what I'm going to say here or know oh, what, I, know where I, you're what going. I said to this client, right? But most of your money in stocks at age 69, completely inappropriate right is my is my perspective mm-hmm. right and again let's get in there and say it's the logic is you know we got Warren Buffett telling us hey the market can drop in half anytime in the next 10 years so don't have more money in the stock market than you can afford to lose half of right right and you know we pull up our market history and you see plenty of those 50% downturns and the longest you got to wait for one of those cat 5 storms is 20 years right so if you're 60, 70, 80, like one of these cat five storms is coming. All you got to do then is say, well, if I got 1.75 million in stocks, I drop it in half while I'm losing like 850, 900,000. And, you know, we look at that risk and, you know, they're like, well, that's crazy. Right. And we talk about like, if you have a good number and if you're in a good situation period in life, what's, you know, what's the number one rule? Well, don't screw it up. Right. And how do you screw it up? Really, the only Uh, way if you have a pretty good number saved to screw it up is to pay some extreme fees in some situation or get into some really uh, irresponsible situation or to lose money. Right. Right. And so for these folks, it's like, okay, way too much stock market exposure. We like to see people with about their age in safe assets. So certainly more than 50% safe assets. Mm -hmm. So their biggest problem, asset allocation, too much in stocks. The second largest problem was, as we actually dug into the funds themselves, fees and performance, 
feed drag too high, performance not in line with what it should be. The third issue they had, no tax plan. The fourth issue was, it's it's a little bit funny, cash flow is was sort of their least important problem because if you have two and a half, three million, then you're gonna get adequate cash flow. That's not to say we didn't do things to increase their cash flow, but that's not that wasn't their biggest concern. The biggest concern is have your risk right. The second biggest concern, if you have a good number, is your fees and your performance, right? So we helped them fix that all up. They're in good shape. And you know, the name of the game is, and they have a lot going on in their life, is finances are not something you're gonna have to worry about. Shift that burden onto us. We're here to, you know, do our job of reducing your financial anxiety. We do that for folks day in and day out. It's what gets us out of bed in the morning. It makes me very happy. I talk to folks on weekends. Uh, people, you know, people just worry sometimes, and I talk to people all the time. Our regular uh, regular listeners know that. So do. Uh, Claire and Jack that uh, are my partners and part of our team. So a good chance if you've got that kind of portfolio where it's like, gee, I got more than 50% in stocks. I still have bond funds. Don't want those anymore, right? I got no tax plan. Please do give us a call. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And it's at no cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Coming up, I'm going to challenge Russ. with a conversation with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. And it's great to have you along on the Wall Street Sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, helping you get a clear picture of your financial life, which is really essential in any time of your life, but especially if you're near retirement or in retirement to get that clear picture. Well, Russ, I mentioned that I have a challenge for you. <laughs> so here's my challenge. <laughs> What's the best fresh advice for 2023 or the remainder of it? Yeah, I think it is um, one of the biggest drivers of, you know, advice or what's going on in the world now is how important interest rates are, right? The path of interest rates, the level of interest rates, right? So when we say fresh advice, it's not like we haven't talked about that on this show, but we are really at we're really living through a period of time that really hasn't been much experienced since the early 80s, mm -hmm. right? When you had inflation, you had uh, a Fed really sort of behind the curve and fighting inflation. And that leads to a lot of unique things that none of us have had to deal with uh, most folks, 50s, 60s, 70s, never had to deal with because, you know, we were all kids, right? So <laughs> that wasn't our problem, right? Exactly. But now the problem is, okay, why do interest rates matter so much to me? Well, they drive, uh, well, they drive the direction of the stock market. They drive the performance of safe assets like bonds, like CDs, like T-bills. They drive 
so many things in the market. They drive the creation and structuring of safe money alternatives. That's why safe money assets in part are looking so good now is because interest rates are up, right? So when we look at certain products, investments that are principal protected, for example, that have significant upside, locking those in when interest rates are higher looks very good. So again, may you live in inter interesting times? We certainly do. We thank everyone for listening uh, again this week. And we have so many loyal listeners, people come in and tell me all the time uh, that they enjoy this show. And I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, let's offer a final opportunity, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. Absolutely. And you did rise to the challenge there, Russ, with the best fresh advice for 2023. Uh, for the next five at no cost, no obligation to schedule this comprehensive review, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. The great thing is it's about you. And as Russ has shared and does share and Claire and Jack uh, coming up on the show, share with case studies. They look for those red flags too, especially if you're coming in for that second opinion and offer solutions for you and your financial life. Next five, no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Thanks so much for joining us. We're back next week with Russ Hackman and the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman, Claire Hare, and Jack Young are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, a registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, Jack Young, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Indexed or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investment and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, or surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of commission and or other compensation, such as a percentage of the organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A Item 4, for additional information.